God is ruling over the lives of his people. The persecution and sickness and adversity we endure are part of God's sovereign design for our good and our holiness. Therefore, be strengthened by this truth and join God in pursuing the holiness He designs. Drink in this grace. Don't throw away your birthright as a child of God by saying, "Ah, to hell with these sufferings. If that's the way God is, I'm going back to Egypt. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the program. I'm Neil Parks. We're in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12. And last time out, we learned about discipline. So does the discipline of God in verses uh, 3 through 11 in chapter 12 mean punishment? Are we being punished when we are persecuted or when we are sick or troubled? So let's read verses 12 through 17 in chapter 12 about renewing our spiritual vitality. Verse 12, it says, So take a new grip with your tired hands. Stand firm on your shaky legs. Verse 13, And mark out a straight, smooth path for your feet, so that those who follow you, though weak and lame, will not fall and hurt themselves, but become strong. Try to stay out of all quarrels and seek to live a clean and holy life for one who is not holy will not see the Lord. Verse 15, look after each other so that not one of you will fail to find God's best blessings. Watch out that no bitterness takes root among you. For as it springs up, it causes deep trouble, hurting many in their spiritual lives. In verse 16, watch out that no one becomes involved in sexual sin or becomes careless about God, as Esau did. He traded his rights as the oldest son, for a single meal. In verse 17, And afterwards, when he wanted Esau, when he wanted those rights back again, it was too late, even though he wept bitter tears of repentance. (laughs) So remember and be careful. Verse 12 again, so take a new grip on your tired hands. Stand firm on your shaky legs. Now, (laughs) I, I don't know about you, but there are times that I have to get a better grip on the situation I'm going through. This, to me, is improving my ability to recognize this thing called affliction. 
Now, this affliction may be endured with patience, which is the main drift of the writers of Hebrews' discourse on this subject. And he again returns to exhort them that for the reason before mentioned, they should lift up the hands that hang down and the feeble knees. A burden of affliction is apt to make the Christian's hands hang down and his knees grow shaky to dishearten him and discourage him. But you see, he must strive against it so that he or she may enhance their spiritual race and the course thereon. Faith and patience and holy courage and determination will make the Christian's walk more firmly. Keeping a straighter path prevent wavering and wandering so that they may inspire and not dishearten others that are in the same way with him. There are many that are on the way to heaven who yet walk but half-heartedly and lamely in it. Such are apt to discourage one another and hinder one another. But it is their duty to take courage and act by faith, and so help one another forward in the way to heaven, so that their affliction may be improved to a greater degree of holiness. Since this is God's design, it ought to be the design and concern of all his children, that with renewed strength and patience, they may follow peace with all men and holiness. You see, it is the responsibility of Christians, even when in a suffering state, to follow peace with all men. Yes, even with those who may be instrumental in their sufferings. This is a hard lesson and a high attainment, but it is what Christ has called his people to do. Sufferings are appropriate to sour the spirit and sharpen the passions. But the children of God must follow peace with all men. Peace and holiness are connected together. There can be no true peace without holiness. There may be prudence and discreet forbearance and a show of friendship and goodwill to all, but this true Christian peace is the ability is never found separate from holiness. We must not, under pretense of living peaceably, with all men, leaving the ways of holiness, but cultivating peace in a way of holiness. Now, I run into some people from time to time that will 
say that we will never be holy in this life. But that is not what the Bible teaches. Let's read 1 Thessalonians 4, 7. It says, Paul says, For God has not called us to impurity, but to holiness, to be dedicated and set apart by behavior that pleases Him, whether in public or in private. You see, my friends, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. The vision of God, our Savior in heaven, is reserved as the reward of holiness. Though a placid, peaceable disposition, which contributes much to our humbleness for heaven. Where affliction and sufferings for the sake of Christ are not considered by men as the chastisement of their heavenly Father, and improved as such, they will be a dangerous snare and temptation, get this, to apostasy, which every Christian should most carefully watch against, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. We've got a lot more to say about this term, apostasy, but we will continue this for next time. I say, let's pray. Our Lord Jesus, we come before you right now. We come needing more of you, Lord. We come as we serve you, Father God, and you've told us that you are purifying your bride-to-be so that she would be with you in heaven forever. Lord Jesus, I lift up all my listeners that they would understand that their afflictions that they're going through, even though that they're tiring at some times, even though that they, they are just worn out at times, But Lord, you have a plan. And the plan is, for those who endure to the end shall be saved. So we lift you up tonight, Father God, or this morning, whichever it may be, in whatever time zone around the world that they're listening to this podcast. Father God, I just lift them up. And I ask that they submit to you willingly and that they step it up and raise their hands and get another grip on the situation and give you the glory for it. And we do this in your precious, precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, my friends, it's been good again to be with you. And I just want God to be a blessing to you. And Father God, just bless each and every one of my listeners today. And until next time, I'm Neil Parks.